Welcome to the Geeks Explore Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. So, uh, we're here and we're going to talk about some things that we heard and some things that we did and um, some things that happened and aren't good. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't good. Are good. We'll hit them all. Cover the full emotional gamut tonight. Yeah. How are you feeling, Ben? Uh, I am feeling so much better because uh, our Kickstarter launched and uh, there's still a lot of stuff to do and like keep hyping it and let people know about it and uh, kind of keep it alive so that it gets funded. But uh, the absolute insane mad dash brain melting push we had to get everything ready for it uh, is over. <laughs> yeah, I'm still <laughs> exhausted. Like I still feel mentally behind. Um, so the Kickstarter we're referring to, and we'll talk more about it later, is uh, Space Oddities Number 1. That is our comic book Kickstarter that if you've uh, been listening to us, at least in the recent past, you have heard about it. Yeah, um, uh, we may as well talk about it right now. Um, okay. Let's play the promo for the folks. Okay. And uh, let, let it tell them about it. Yeah. Hey, this is John and Ben with Geek Exploration, the podcast, and we have something new and exciting to share with you. We made a comic book! Now live on Kickstarter, Space Oddities number one. Space Oddities is an adventure comedy story about the crew of the Aftosa, Jorge McSanchez and Dirk. They are in the business of locating and procuring lost or misappropriated antiquities. While on a job, a young woman named Jet Paxton suddenly becomes an unsolicited crew member. Jet's quest to find her mother will point them towards a fabled artifact of immense power and all the danger that comes with it. Space Oddities is the beautiful, talented, and great-smelling love child of Indiana Jones and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So if you're into screwball space adventures with a little heart, visit SpaceOdditiesComic.com for the latest updates and to learn more. Space Oddities. It's good. I like it. My, that was a great promo. Yeah, I think those guys killed it. <laughs> um, we've also got a video that uh, that you can find on our Kickstarter homepage uh, that we made ourselves, and uh, we're trying to be entertaining. So I hope you are entertained when you watch it. It's also up on YouTube. We'll have to drop a link in the uh, show notes. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a few links in there if you want to hear more about the actual Kickstarter and the comic and and kind of what's going on um, with that. Rather than than clogging up our show with it, uh, we'll clog up other people's shows with it. <laughs> yeah, we did a, a, few, a couple guest spots. One on uh, for the trees with uh, Jeff Freyliner. I spelled his name like wrong four times trying to email him. So I'm just, <laughs> I've no, I have no chance of saying it right. Um, and then the struggling artist with Trev Allen. Um, uh, both of those, uh, I'll put links in the show notes if you want to go listen to them. Um, they're great conversations. We talked about the comic and uh, the podcast and uh, some other interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we also got to sit in on uh, Larry Higgins' uh, Rebel Comics podcast last night that um, that our colorist, Dan Vera turned us on to because he's working with Larry on, uh, on his successfully funded comic book, uh, Niobe Birthright. And um, that was a really interesting conversation. We didn't know what we were getting into, but yeah. it, it was a it was a, a four hour super big episode. But they uh, they really go through people's kickstarters and and promote the hell out of it and pick it apart and tell you what you're doing right and what you could do better on. You know, we definitely learned some stuff too. Yeah, it was really cool. The the we were on there with a couple or a few other indie comics folks that uh, had kickstarters running now or had done them in the past, and it was really cool talking with those guys. You know, us being relative newbies to the uh, crowdfunding scene um they had a lot of insights and uh also showcased some pretty cool looking comics yeah yeah like i i, I ended up backing that uh, 47 furious tales it's like a um anthropomorphic retelling of the the 47 ronin yeah yeah i was at you were, you were number 100 i was number 99 oh yeah yeah, so right. just from the show, he he got himself two backers, and he backed us as well. You know, it was, it was a it was a good community, and they were they were very kind to us. Like we've never spoken with any of them, and they were very kind. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was super fun. And and coming up, we were gonna be uh, we're gonna be recording later this week with A and D, the Authors and Dragons crew, on one of their side quests, um, ta- and chatting with them. And uh, I think Dan from the Movie Seller is gonna. Uh, Give us a call, and we're going to talk to, talk with him 
uh, on a little bonus episode of uh, their show. So we're uh, we're spreading our seed all across the land, <laughs> like Genghis fucking Khan here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you have backed, thank you very much. If you haven't backed, there's still time. Um, and whether you want to back or not, um, sharing it to your to your social media platform of choice is uh, is a tremendous help because you know people we don't. Yeah, if you're not into comics, you probably know someone who is. If you're listening to our show, yeah, you're geek adjacent at the very least. Yeah, either that or you just like the sultry tone of our voice. <laughs> but I'll, I'll put a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes. Now on with the show. Now, now, whoever's uh, sat through our shameless self promotion. Oh, shame filled. Thank you very much. Self promotion. I hate this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm slowly getting callous to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to be some degree of shameless to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll do like any man of our age should. We'll just tuck that shame deep inside and and, and let it ferment for years. Yeah. Yeah. We'll end up <laughs> we'll end up getting drunk and getting in a fight with somebody because of this, but not not actually what they said totally worth this come out then um okay so do we want to lead off with uh with sad news just get it out of the way really put people through the ringer if they want to listen to this episode yeah listen to this exciting thing we did now listen to this horrible thing that happened and then we got some good shit after that so we'll then we'll end on a high note that's what people remember right well i heard some uh some really terrible news about an hour ago suffered a loss in my life an hour ago yeah yep uh to the Sacramento natives, you uh, you may know what I'm talking about. Ramen House Raijin on 19th and uh, and T, either S or T, right across the street from the Safeway, has closed for good. I was say, it doesn't matter because it doesn't sound like it's there anymore. Nope. That was my favorite ramen place. It's what broke me into ramen. And uh, it actually hurts real bad. It'd probably been a while since you've been there, since you've been working at home too, huh? You know, I, I used to go there all the time. Like even during summer, I, I, I remember going like four times one week, you know, like I love that place. Um, we actually got it, uh, just a week and a day ago. So I didn't know I was saying goodbye, but I did. It got, it it went the way of the Mexican pizza. So it's mostly your fault though. I mean, you were going there multiple times a week and then like once in a month, you know, many months stretch. It's COVID's fault. <laughs> Kept me away from my from my beautiful ramen. Yeah. So fuck you, twenty twenty, for yet another reason. Speaking of fuck you, twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, I've got some actual bad news. <laughs> Eat shit. That is bad news. But yeah, this is a uh, more globally bad news. Yeah. Um. Um. Halloween morning. It came out that. Uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Connery, had uh, passed at the ripe old age of 90. Yep. Uh, I guess his family said he, that he'd been in poor health for a while, but he, you know, he had the family that could be with him, because I think he was in Bermuda Yeah. when, when he went. So, you know, uh, there's probably some folks that couldn't, couldn't get there due to travel restrictions, but uh, sounds like he was surrounded by loved ones, and, uh, and he was old. Like, 90's good. If I make it to 90, I think I'll be, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah, I have no expectation of getting there. So, yeah, he was, uh, without a doubt, uh, my favorite James Bond. And it should be without a doubt that he was the best. But I know people have opinions and sometimes they're weird and wrong. Um, but he started it all. He 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 created the face of the character. You know, like, of course, it, he came from from the novels. But Sean Connery made it what we know james bond as yeah he defined the bond that all other bonds were measured by yeah he embodied the character such that anyone that came afterward was living up to his legacy yeah and and you know we've been saving our james bond episode for no time to die for quite some time but now that even that's gotten pushed off and like with sean connery dying i really want to go and watch me some james bond like bad so we we should probably move that episode up on the uh, on the schedule. Well, and Bond is such a huge topic. What I was thinking is maybe breaking it up into multiple episodes, and, okay. where one of them would be 
Oh, I'd like to do a character, uh, one on like just the character of James Bond and who James Bond is, and and you know, we, and the actors that portray and talk him. about the favorite Bond, yeah, and then maybe go through the actual movies on a actor by actor basis. You know, it was like okay, let's let's watch the the Connery era, okay, and then you know, move through each of them all the way up to Daniel Craig. Or if we didn't want to break it into that many, we could break it into pretty Bonds and rugged Bonds. So then you've got Connery, Dalton, Craig. And then more Brosnan and Lazenby. Yeah. The hard part about that is even breaking it into that is a lot of fucking movies to watch for one episode. Yeah. There's a lot of Bond movies. Well, yeah. And I feel like originally when we were talking about doing Bond as one episode, we were talking about like just watching like a handful or like one from each. Yeah. But yeah, if well, we yeah. want to do in-depth analysis, we, yeah, it, it, it is quite a quite an undertaking. It's a big Even one. Star Wars had to be three episodes, four technically. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Sean Connery. Uh, yeah, you know he was the the perfect foil to uh, Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones as Henry Jones, <laughs> or uh, or Christopher Lambert's uh, Connor McCloud. You know, playing Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. Yeah, Highlander too is 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 a, a pretty much an abomination, but uh, it's not Sean Connery's fault. Yeah. Like <laughs> he did a good job. The movie was just crap. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll, I'll I'll still say like you have the manners of a goat and you smell like a dung heap. <laughs> Lines or his introduction. Yeah, and um, even though I've never seen the movie, I mean there is the legend that is Zardoz and that costume. Yeah, I've never seen that either. Have you seen the trailer for Zardoz? No. It is bonkers i'm shocked i haven't seen the movie with just like like you you watch that trailer you feel like you're on drugs it's insanity oh, i'm gonna have to check this out yeah please do i'm gonna watch it again as soon as uh, as soon as we're off this is it like a space movie sounds like a space movie right no it's definitely terrestrial based but it, it looks like it's like in the future but he's got like a weird like double bandolier red underpants get up and he's got like long a long braid in his hair Oh, weird. And he's got a pistol. I, I Googled it and it says, what does Zardoz mean? It says, it's a portmanteau of the Wizard of Oz. I mean, and it's not quite because it's, it's missing a lot of letters. <laughs> Whoa, that's weird. It's like the end of Wizard and all of Oz. Zard I never had Oz. any clue that it had anything to do with Wizard of Oz at all. I mean, again, I've never seen the movie, but like, is he supposed to be Dorothy? I don't I don't know. These pictures look cool, though. I'm going to check. I'm absolutely going to check that shit out. <laughs> you, want, you want to watch that movie this weekend? <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's do it. So, yeah. R.I.P. Sean Connery. If you're one of those people that wants to go on Facebook and just say, uh, just a reminder, he said uh, he said in an interview with Barbara Walters that he's OK slapping women. Bleh. You know, give it a rest. Give it a give it a couple days. Or maybe we can cut that out because then I'll sound, uh, you know, all those people will just think that I'm supporting slapping women around. But have you seen that interview? No, but uh, I imagine there was some context missing there. Like, I don't think he does it just for fun. Yeah, he talks about about, you know, getting in an argument with a woman and how they have they they want to get the last word. So he says, so finally, you just give up and you give them the last word. But then that's not enough. And they keep coming after you. He's like, so, you know, he just basically implies that, like, if. If they're not going to stop coming after you, then okay, give them a little swat, which is still not okay. But you generally shouldn't hit anyone if you're just arguing. But I mean, equality. <laughs> yeah, I do that to you. I mean, and and to be honest, like, you know, even Angelina said, like, I'm sure my grandpa or her pop up, you know, would feel the same way. And it's like, yes, all of our grandparents felt that way. That's that's how things were back then. And guess what? When our grandparents die, if somebody says they were a piece of shit because of this reason, you wouldn't you wouldn't be too happy about it. Like Sean Connery brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. Did he have a did he have maybe a little misguided uh, idea of when it's OK to smack a woman? Yes, but you know, he probably had a number of misguided ideas. The guy was fucking 90. Yeah, it's hard to fault him for that. I mean, we've all done stupid shit and we've all said and done things that uh, the future is going to look poorly. That we're not going to look good in the future. Um, and I don't care who you are. That's true. So yeah, get off your fucking high horse. The man was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess going from Bond, 
Um, I do have a little bit of, of Bond uh, hearsay, I guess you could call yeah. it. It, it. It has been rumored from an MGM insider that uh, they were open to the idea of sending it to streaming, which Miss Broccoli has said she was not. And and MGM has kind of been pretty pretty tight on on wanting it to be in the theaters. But uh, supposedly they were they were shopping it around or at least floating the idea of uh, trying to sell it to a streaming service for six hundred million dollars, which is yeah. a fucking lot of money. <laughs> uh, and it sounded like, uh, you know, like Netflix and uh uh, you know, Hulu. I'm not sure who else they. I think. Uh, I think I Apple. They was. Apple was, that was, uh, was involved one, yeah. in that. Yeah, it was Netflix and Apple that were mentioned. Both said, "Like, no, thank you. That's a lot of money." Yeah, they they were hoping to score. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they were hoping that uh, MGM was at the point where they're like, "We need to recoup our costs because we're not going to be able to put this out and make a billion dollars like we want to." But I think MGM was they're 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 prepared to wait it out a little longer. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, we're going to make a profit from this and it's going to be from you or from someone else. And I think production was only like 250 million is what I think I read. I, I mean, I'd, I'd be shocked if it was even that high. Like, you know, that that's like Marvel movie budget. Is it? Yeah. It's Bond, though. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing like you could put 250 into a Bond movie and it'll it'll make it back. Yeah. Normally. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, imagine they're looking at it. even if they push it back to 2021 like what are theaters going to be then like, are they going to keep pushing it back like are they really going to be open and are people going to go so 600 million you know makes sense like if they could guaranteed get that now it's just not a bad deal but yeah but uh, apparently that was a little too rich for for apple's blood which is surprising apple's got incredibly rich blood yeah but, i mean i think maybe if 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 there was like a James Bond series or something, they could have uh, made that make more sense. Kind of like Mandalorian. Like if Mandalorian was just like a movie, I don't think Disney plus would have poured anywhere near the amount of money into it that they, you know, that they did because a series will bring subscribers in a movie. You know, you're just going to get a one-time purchase. Yeah. And, and the, the, the thing that I'm not sure about is the long, long-term viability of this stuff for, for streaming services. Like, you know, it makes sense for Disney Plus to dump a bunch of money into the Mandalorian because they're just starting their service out. Like they need people to subscribe and get on there. Something like Netflix, probably close to everybody that has Netflix or that's going to get Netflix has it or has had it and went yeah. away from it for a reason. And and is Bond going to get them to subscribe back? Yeah, and to stay on there. You know, like yeah. like you, I, I hadn't thought of that before. The people who had it and said, "No, Netflix isn't for me." Yeah, so you know, I, maybe they'll just pay their you know ten bucks for the month and then watch James Bond and then let it go. Yeah, and what so what is the return on that six hundred million dollar investment? Does it really make them any money other than the prestige of having the new Bond film? Yeah, I don't know. Same thing with Apple. Uh, you know, in the, I would imagine Apple if they got it, they would be just have exclusive rights to getting you to rent it, and you know they yes. can charge the thirty bucks or whatever a, a pop on it. They're not just going to give it away for free. But Netflix They'd doesn't find a way. Netflix doesn't really have that model, and I don't know how Netflix's base would react to having to pay thirty dollars to see James Bond. Yeah, no kidding. Especially since they they are raising their price by a dollar again. It's like and the are people flipping out. The you know the highest you know the the four K like four screen or whatever one is up to like eighteen bucks now. Ooh. Yeah. I do not need that. No. But one it, it kind of fun thing that I read that came out of this, too, was uh, some dude in England started a GoFundMe to buy James Bond from MGM <laughs> so that everyone could see the movie before Christmas. Yeah, we talked briefly about this before the show. And, like, you know, I, just hearing about that, like, I would contribute to that if if I could be part owner in that. Like, I, I don't think I'd get any return on investment, but... It would be cool to be part owner. It's, I mean, it's like like owning land on Mars, which I think we do. Didn't I do that for your birthday one year? I yeah. bought us both uh, parcels of land on Mars. Yeah, we do. We do have some. Uh, I think one acre plots on Mars. Yeah. So stay off it, Musk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a fun idea. Um, I don't know how GoFundMe works, and so if he raises two hundred million dollars and it fails, does he get to keep that two hundred million dollars, or does it go back? I don't know. Yeah, because because GoFundMe, unlike uh, Kickstarter or Indiegogo, or especially Kickstarter, like 
on those platforms, there's rewards, you know, like you're, you're, it's not just charity. You're buying things from somebody and, and you're, you know, you're funding their project and you're getting a piece of that project with GoFundMe. I thought it was just sort of like a, Hey, I need something, please. Yeah. Here's my goal, yeah. but you get to keep whatever you get. Yeah. And, and so even I'm, if he raised the full 600 mil, MGM could still say no. And then this guy's just fucking stacked. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, what does he do then? Yeah. He's going like, to, I don't, I don't think this is going to end like potato salad where it's such a cute idea that so many people just throw in a couple bucks um, know, and then he ends up with tons. On that note, the punchline of that whole thing is that uh, I, I checked the GoFundMe thing to kind of just see like, what's he got? I, I kind of want to see what's going on here. So far he has raised 790 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting with bated breath i was like oh no which way am i gonna be shocked yeah so uh probably not gonna get to 600 million dollars is my guess <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good well if we're if we're talking about streaming services um we have another return to talk about you know you you were really really super stoked about Animaniacs coming back, because that was a huge part of your childhood. You love those Warner brothers and their Warner sister. What was probably bigger for me when we were kids is now making a return on HBO Max. It was Steven Spielberg's Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah. I was a giant fan of this uh, this cartoon series as a kid. That that was what broke me into the whole, like, you know, social, co- like Hollywood commentary. Like they had tons of that stuff before Animaniacs did it better. You know, like I, I get that Animaniacs, Animaniacs took that on and, you know, expanded it and made it better. But I loved, you know, Tiny Toons use of like Warner Brothers superheroes and stuff in there, like along yeah. with the callbacks to the original Looney Tunes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Tiny Toons was fucking great. I watched the shit out of that show, too. Now, now they just got to bring back Freakazoid. Oh yeah, you know I didn't like that show when it first came <laughs> oh, out. Really? But, but yeah, I developed a love for it. Oh, afterwards. I fucking love that show. Uh, yeah, the my fickle excitedness about things, like it was like I did I use up all my a nostalgic excitement on Animaniacs, and now it's like oh, okay, of course they're gonna do Tiny Toons next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they gonna crap this one out because? Animaniacs, you know, got people excited. Yeah, is, is Animaniacs? It's almost out, right? It was like on the eleventh or some shit. It came out. Uh, I for some reason I think it's on the twentieth. Yeah, I know it's I know it's this month, but I don't have Hulu, so yeah, I I have to figure out a way to see it. You'll have to come over and watch it. Yeah, but uh, I don't have HBO Max presently either. So, uh, but maybe if it releases with the Snyder Cut, I'll get to see it. Um, yeah, or Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, but uh. Like they they released that the the newer like bigger trailer with a lot more like show footage in it for Animaniacs and it looked fucking brilliant. I was, I was like, yeah, okay, it looks like they're doing this shit right. Okay, oh, I'm even I need more to go see that. Now. Yeah, it was yeah, it had it was like a you know a bunch of show footage and uh, yeah, it looked cool. So awesome. uh, if they do the same thing with Tiny Toons, fuck yeah, I'll take more Tiny Toons. Yeah, why not? Good fucking show. It sounds like there was a lot of stuff being announced for streaming services right now. <laughs> Speaking of streaming services yet again. Yeah, using John's segue again, um, uh, Disney Plus announced that uh, they are uh, they are pro- going to produce a Willow series, a new Willow series, and it will have Warwick Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be the main character. Or yeah, because or if he's going to be like an old and wizened Willow, and this is going to be like you know someone more contemporary taking over. That's what I would imagine. You know, when I when I'd heard a while back that they were just talking about doing a Willow show, um, that's what I assumed. You know that it, that it would be either the child or the grandchild of Willow going on their adventure. Maybe the child he saved. Oh yeah, what was her name? Elora or something. Sounds about. It's been a long time since I have seen Willow. Yeah, you know, hot take. I don't really like that movie. Really? I liked it when I was a kid, and for some reason, just as the years have gone by, I've 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 realized I don't have much interest in it. I don't think I've seen it in twenty years, but I remember liking it a lot. So, yeah. uh, you know, see, this is why I don't watch the movies I love over and over and over like you do, John, because they never lose their luster if I don't watch them again. <laughs> they always stay as beautiful as they were when they were young. <laughs> yeah, but you don't remember <laughs> it. <laughs> uh. Whatever, they're still making new movies. I don't need to watch old shit. Yeah, maybe this will be the vehicle where uh, where Val Kilmer 
makes his comeback, gets in shape. You know, a return of Mad Mardigan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ron Howard's producing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. So it could be cool. Yeah. At, at least Disney Plus is doing something. I mean, they're still, you know, mining their back properties for, you know, any leftover shit stuck to the side of the barrel instead yeah. of coming up with anything new. Though I did see something, some trailer that Kyron, I think, shared on Twitter for like a new animated Disney movie that had like they, a, they do those some like ninja looking girl that had like a roly poly pet. Oh yeah. 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 And it had something to do with like something of the dragon yeah, or maybe I'm just yeah, being... some, like, yeah, she's like looking for the last dragon or something. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was and I'm not going to Google it, but it looked, it looked cool. And I was happy to see it. It appeared for all intents and purposes to be new IP from Disney. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go get some, uh, some ancient tales and, or not even ancient, but some fairy tales and make some new stuff out of it. Or, or just like, there's lots of fairy tales or just find a like talented writer and have them make a new story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to, we, I mean, I guess Disney made its nut taking things that already existed and, uh, rebranding them. That's kind of, yeah. that's kind of their shtick. Uh, but you know, they've got the, they've got the fucking power to really put some production balls behind pretty much anything. <laughs> so uh, it'd be cool for them to, you know, take a bit more, a few more risks. Yeah. Cause they can afford, they can afford to lose a lot and, and win a little and make some great shit. So, well, if we're talking about, uh, Disney plus still, um, there was a little bit of news cause I believe this is going to be a Disney plus series. I don't think it's going to go straight to the movie route, but uh, they announced that Oscar Isaac is locked in to play, or I guess Deadline broke the report, and they're they're at least a trusted news source that Oscar Isaac is uh, locked in to play Moon Knight oh, for cool. a Disney Plus series. I like Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people just call him, you know, a, a, a Batman clone, um, but he's eh. he's an interesting character. You know, he's he's, he's many interesting characters. Yeah, exactly. He's got multiple personality <laughs> disorder. You know, back in the day, he just he had several identities that he lived at. Like, I would almost equate him like kind of like the shadow, you know, where, yeah. where he would where he had different different identities or, or, you know, I guess it was sort of like the shadow had agents. But, you know, Moon Knight did it himself. Well, and it, it, it doesn't he have a little bit of powers, too, because he's, he's like the the. He's like he's like the 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 vessel for the moon god or some shit or like the yeah, champion yeah, like of the moon Khonshu, god. Khonshu, I believe. Yeah, some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like the Egyptian moon god Khonshu. I feel like that 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 is ringing a bell. Um, a few years back, like they started really like they they brought back. I mean, at this point, it was probably ten years ago, but they brought Moon Knight back and really like made a super psychological character out of him. Just like, hey, you are insane. Like you you actually do have mental issues like it like it's not just like you're you're using different identities to to infiltrate different uh aspects of of the crime world like no 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 you you've you've gone nuts and uh so did they play it like maybe you are the champion of conchu maybe you just made that shit up and you believe that totally (laughs) there there was a series a couple years ago where like it started with him in an asylum and like he saw himself as Moon Knight, you know, but like he's wearing like sheets wrapped around himself and like bandages on his hands, in like not actual gauntlets. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. And, and that would make a very interesting TV show. If it's just a, a Marvel Batman show, like it'll still be fun, but not as interesting. Yeah. If they did the whole unreliable narrator thing with the yeah. show. And so yeah. like, you, you don't realize till halfway through that he's just some fucking nut job prancing around in a sheet, punching people. But I mean, it is Disney, <laughs> so it would it would have to end with him actually being the superhero and and regaining his mental faculties. Maybe, but, uh, d- d- you know, they don't take chances like that. But the, uh, but I'd like to see them do that. That's oh, what I'm saying. One hundred percent. I they can. They could totally afford to do that. They could. And it they w- could make they could make a rated R movie, but they're not gonna. God damn it, Disney! They're probably. I mean, we'll see what happens with Deadpool, but uh, I I don't know. I don't know if Deadpool three is going to be what Deadpool's one and two were. 
There's money there, Disney. I, we know you like money. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, if Deadpool came out and it was PG-13, I don't think it would make the money I, that, uh, that the R, R-rated one made. I would wait till I could see it for free. Yeah. I, I don't even think I would bother. So in superhero casting news, I guess more like super villain casting news. Um, yeah. I guess not even really casting because we already want, but Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in the Snyder Cut now. Yeah. I guess. Why uh, not? I mean, it sounds like pretty much everyone's going to be in the Snyder Cut. You know, it's going to be like a big old party, big DC party. Get everyone in there. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure I'm excited about this. Jared Leto's Joker wasn't exactly the highlight, but uh, you didn't get to see much of him either. So I don't know. Maybe there was more to his portrayal of the character than we got to see in that mangled mess that was Suicide Squad. Yeah, I I think the only thing that's got me excited more than like disappointed is that we have Suicide Squad to have learned a lesson from. So I have a feeling we're not going to get the Joker that we hated in Suicide Squad but they may, you know, nudge it in a direction that's more interesting and more palatable. You know, like for all we know, he could be in a cell and 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 Batman could be talking to him because um, it's it's interesting because the, he was originally not part of the Justice League movie at all. Yeah. Um, and and like with Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke, like there were there uh-huh. was that uh, that tease at the end of Justice League. But apparently he's going to be in this as well. And, and um, I don't know who the guy is, but. What was it? I think Zack Snyder just posted something on um, it was probably on on Vero, that that social media platform he loves where they have a guy, a, a different guy playing Lex Luthor in this movie. I think he he referred oh, to him as Johnny Boy, but I didn't I didn't recognize him at all. And I didn't go do my research. Sorry, the uh, reviews that praise us for doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't I don't know who Johnny Boy Johnny. Carson's dead, so it's not him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a man who I mean he looked way more physically imposing than uh, than Jesse Eisenberg. That's for sure. That's not hard. <laughs> was he bald? Yeah. <laughs> All right, there we go. So the, yeah, this is moving in the right direction. Um, I mean, Lex Luthor, Lex Lex Luthor does not need to be like a giant beefcake, but uh, no, but he's a fit man. Like he, yeah, he, he would be fit. Like he's, you know, he spends a lot of time in prison from time to time, you know, and he goes, so he's got time to exercise and, uh, you know, you don't want to be like a fat slob going up against Superman cause you might have to run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the running is, is just about as useless as pulling out a gun at that point. If you, if you don't have some kryptonite or magic on you, you, uh, you may as well just sit there and just be like, all right, well, <laughs> do you want to take me to jail? Or I, I can drive myself if you want, but I will go there because I, I know I know I won't be driving out of the uh, the city limits. If Superman was real, I could see you robbing a bank just so Superman picked you up and flew you to jail and you could pretend you were Lois Lane from Superman, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ask him, can you read my mind? <laughs> then he drops you. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, speaking of Jokers, I just want to give a quick little uh, personal review. I don't think I'm going to I'm going to do spoilers because, you know, why not go read this book? Um, It's got great art, but uh, I'm talking about the three Jokers. It's a comic book that uh, that was built up for like, I think, like five years now. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing about it for a long time and I don't even have my ear to the rails. Yeah, like quick backstory. Uh, Jeff Johns wrote a Justice League story where Batman sat in the Mobius chair, which was which is something, you know, it holds all the knowledge of the universe, essentially. And Batman asked it, what's the Joker's real identity? And the big shocker there was the chair told him there are three. You're like, what the fuck? So is that all? It you know, that- did it give them? Did it give him their identities? Or just like it ha- there's three? No, apparently not. Was he not allowed to ask follow up questions? I don't know. Is it like you only get one? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was just a big shocker ending that that was. He's all shocked. He's like, okay. And gets up and walks away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, what? Wait no. a minute. What? So they, they, they denounced this, this story years ago that was going to be the follow up to that. And, uh, and it just kept getting delayed, 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 delayed. I was sick of hearing about it. I didn't give a shit about it anymore. And then all of a sudden they announced a date. So it's like, okay, here we go. 
Um, I read the first issue. It was sort of just a, a nothing burger. It was, it was all set up, but it was like an extra sized issue. So you're like, that's interesting. It's only a three um, issue series, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's a third um, of the book. The second issue, I don't know, like things happened, I guess. And the third issue ends the story in a way that, you know, I, I hate to use hyperbole like this because it, you know, it, like the whole like, oh, Indiana Jones four raped my childhood. Like I'm insulted. Whatever. You can't get insulted by a comic book story. You can't take it personally. Oh, I'm, there's lots of people that disagree with that. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I just, uh, I did feel a little insulted. No, um, I was, I was extremely disappointed in oh. the, the series. Basically like what it seemed, seemed like to me was that it said, okay, so killing joke is definitely, uh, canon. And you know, those three jokers we were telling you about, eh, let's, let's not worry about them. We're, we're wait, just going to clean up that mess real quick. Yeah. Wait, wait. It's called three jokers. That's like the whole reason people were interested in what it was doing yeah it it essentially like it, it it's almost like the that three issue story just wanted to kind of retcon out that idea that there were three jokers like even if this story is in continuity there's not going to be any ramifications going forward there there might there might be like one little thing that they it was their little ending tag that like okay if somebody wants to pick up that thread in the future they can but it's it's essentially nothing. There was a, a forced, stupid, sappy, unrequited love story with uh, with Jason Todd and Batgirl that seemed so out of place and dumb. Yeah, that's, I, that, I that's what I go to a comic book about three Jokers for a Bat family love story. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if Jeff Johns has lost his touch or what, but like this this book has I, I probably haven't been more disappointed since like the new 52 started or something wow. like it's, it's just it, it was it was such a letdown but go look at the art the art's pretty batman's got a yellow oval on his suit that's cool i mean that's uh, almost enough for you to approve it right there but <laughs> yeah i mean like i'm not i'm not upset that i own it you know like they they got me the, the, but yeah i mean the the art's pretty but the story for me personally it did not work um, I thought it was dumb since it doesn't sound like you're uh, real into keeping that one on the shelf and, uh, bring it up here. I'll read it and, uh, you know, see if I think it's as much of a turd as you do. Yeah. Yeah. If you disagree, <laughs> we should discuss it on the show. Give everybody a voice. Switching gears. Yeah. Um, I got some video game news. Video games. The Atari is coming back. Oh boy. They're making a new console and it's not like one of those little plug it into your TV, you know, it has a hundred old Atari games on it, like the, you know, mini Nintendo or whatever. Yeah. Cause I would buy that. I mean, I, I, I know they did put one out and I've been meaning to buy it, but there's so many that are off brands that, uh, that I can't tell which one's the legit one. And frankly, Atari games don't age well. <laughs> like they're, they're, they were great at the time and there's some that are still good, but there's a lot, uh, in fact, most that are just not worth playing and not yeah. going to keep your interest for more than three or four minutes. But no, they've announced the Atari VCS. It's essentially like a Linux PC in a, uh, it's got like a new form factor. Um, it, it does have a bunch of upscaled original Atari games on it. But it is capable of playing more modern games and it'll have like it's like a game store with new stuff on it. And um, you can also it looked like you could sideload like a, a like a full Linux operating system on it, which basically means you could play emulated anything like you could use it as an emulation computer oh, cool. and put Super Nintendo or, you know, yeah, I guess maybe not legally unless you own all the carts, but uh, you could do that. Are they going to sell like physical discs or is it going to be all just a virtual console system? I think it's all virtual. Like looking at the console, it does not look like it has any space for discs of any kind. Um, it does come with two different types of controllers. Like it comes with like a classic fucking joystick and then like a more modern, like kind of Xbox style controller. Yeah. The standard layout now. Yeah. Yes. The, you know, the, the PS, the PS2 layout with, uh, the D pad and the analog switch like Xbox does. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, that hasn't been a whole lot of controller innovations. 
No, some people have tried for and it hasn't really stuck. Yeah, the Steam controller didn't quite stick. And uh, like VR's got like their own thing, but they just, they had to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess don't reinvent the wheel. Like it's it's pretty functional fucking controller. Does, yeah. Does the job. But uh, it looks kind of cool. Uh, the thing that got me less excited about it was that they, they are charging $389.99 for it. Mm. Which is damn near the price of like a proper next gen console. Yeah, and and one that you that you know and trust or at least one that you know isn't going to go away. Yeah, right? So like I like I I was like as I was watching I was like this looks pretty cool. I would pay, you know, $130 for this maybe. <laughs> and then I was like 389. Woo! I don't know, guys. That's a little steep. Yikes. I, I guess they're also I heard something about that like they're opening up like three atari themed like building and opening three three or four atari themed hotels they're like oh you heard that huh where'd you hear that was it on geek exploration the podcast because we talked about it in a previous oh. previous episode well, there we go i <laughs> so, yeah so apparently atari's got some sort of renaissance yeah I'm they're, not, they're going for it they think people care i'm not sure if anyone does yeah like if, if there was a nintendo themed hotel i would go there atari i mean if if I'm out there and I'm looking for a hotel and there's a reasonable price there, like, yeah, the gimmick would bring me in, but I'm not planning a trip to Vegas so I can go to an Atari-themed hotel. Yeah, right? I think they may be overestimating the value of their nostalgia. Uh, I mean, yeah. Atari, the Atari 2600 was the first console I ever owned, and I played the shit out of it, and I loved it, and I've got fond memories of it, but uh, not fond memories that make me spend money. Yeah. Not that fond. So yeah, I, we'll see how that does. So also in video game news, the uh, and this one I'm I'm a little bit more excited about the Quest Two VR headset by uh, Facebook <laughs> um, has been rooted. They they've announced that they they figured out a way to root it, and uh, rooting basically gives you access to do fiddle with it and do pretty much whatever you want at a software level to the phone. Gives you ac- full access to the hardware. Uh, I've been rooting my Android phones for years because I like getting in and tweaking with things and getting rid of bloatware. The shit that it says you can't uninstall uh, once you root, you can uninstall the fuck out of it. And you can change system level shit and uh, destabilize your phone and have it crash. (laughs) All kinds (laughs) of cool shit. (laughs) Um, So they've done that, which basically the the cool thing about that is it allows you to bypass having to log into Facebook to use it. However, you still need to be signed into Facebook to access like the Oculus store and buy games. You can sideload games. They've got SideQuest, tons of good games on there. But it basically would, if, if you root your, your quest, expect to be out of the Oculus ecosystem. Mm. You can play any games you already have installed, but um, you probably don't have very many. Sort of, or you can pirate games and play them that way, I guess. But... Uh, but then you're not supporting developers. You're not just fucking Facebook at that point. You're fucking the folks that made the games. Yeah. And that's not, you know, that's not a good thing. So, uh, it, and there's a high likelihood that if you try, like you can do it and get back on the Oculus store. If you had a, like an Oculus account before that you didn't link to Facebook. Mm-hmm. It, but there's a good chance that Facebook is going to go poking around and figure out that you have that and may retaliate. So there's a high likelihood that if you go screwing around in the Oculus ecosystem again that facebook's gonna fucking brick your quest or kick you out or ban you and you'll lose access to all your shit anyway so it's cool <laughs> this is so absurd it's cool that, that <laughs> because it's a fucking phenomenal piece of hardware and so if you could get that because you can play pc vr on it too um wirelessly with some stuff that you can get off side quest and so you you could just use it as a uh, as a wireless pc vr headset which there really isn't one right now yeah but you wouldn't you you need to stay away from all the actual Oculus stuff, otherwise the Zuck is gonna fuck you. Well, and from what I hear, they they uh they do a pretty good job. They've got some good games. They do, and you know. yeah, yeah, the Oculus Store's got all loads of good stuff. I just if you're not comfortable with Facebook farming your data and and they they the rollout of it's been completely fucked. Like they you know a lot of people signed up for brand new Facebook accounts and within a day got banned because Facebook didn't believe they were a real person. And so basically they got their new quest. They were all excited. They got signed up. They did what Facebook asked them to do. And then Facebook said, nope, you can't play that because we don't think you're real. 
and they had to like send in fucking their driver's license and birth certificates and fucking all kinds of shit to prove that all the information they put on there is real. And if any of it's fake, they say, sorry, you defrauded Facebook. Your account is banned permanently. And you're, and you're not allowed to make a second one. So it's been see, a I'm, I'm interested to see wh- where the lawsuits start coming in. Cause I'm sure they've yeah. got all sorts of clauses and shit in there that, that protects them, but you get enough people that are pissed off. Like it, you know, it's, It'll be something. I would love to see Facebook lose a couple bucks. Well, there's a lot of countries where if you've bought stuff, they can't just take it away from you. Like if you bought digital things, they can't say, sorry, you lose access and cut you off from it. And if you bought a device, they can't basically cut you off from using it because of a Facebook account for fuck's sake. So I know I I don't even think they're selling them in Germany because Germany said, ah, this shit doesn't comply with our laws. Cool. So go Germany. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of Germans out there, though, that can't get their hands on it, even if they wanted to. Yeah, and I guess Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give that much of a shit. He's doing just fine. <laughs> I hope he stubs his toe fairly regularly or something, or like <laughs> bites bites his tongue on accident. You know, like you're not you're not a god. You're you're not infallible. You got a toothache. He might be a robot. I don't know if any of those things afflict him. It's true. Maybe maybe his he's he's got a little little rust in his joints. Yeah. His servos are sticking. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I only have one last little bit of news on my uh in my notes here. Um it has nothing to do with video games. We're we're breaking the mold now. Let's get the hell out of these clean segues. There are reports that Tim Burton is bringing the Adams family back to television. Um, he's currently developing a new series right now. It doesn't have a home yet, um, but they're they're shopping it around to networks and streaming services. And I think this is one of those like, Duh, you know, like things that really should be happening. And it finally is. And he's he's definitely the right man to do it. Exactly. Like I, if I would trust anybody with a Adams Family TV show, it's Tim fucking Burton. Yeah. Though he can be a little over the top, some he can be a little too Tim Burton sometimes. <laughs> yes, you know, and and I think you know I've I've been kind of over Tim Burton for a very long time now, but I think if there was anything that that could benefit from Tim Burton being Tim Burton, I feel like the Adams Family is it. Like I feel like all the renditions of the Adams Family since the original, you know, or like I guess since the the '90s movie and beyond has had like a tim burton quality that that you know it's it's all been in like a post tim burton world and uh, you know like the the sonnenfeld movies were were great but they felt they felt like tim burton movies back then yeah and the the i didn't see the animated one that came out last year it looked very tim burtony like they were definitely trying to copy his the the style he has uh, i didn't i didn't really like the character design me either and I, I, uh, Angelina and, and, uh, and the little one were watching that movie a few weeks back and I watched like the first 20 minutes of it and just checked out. It was, it was, I mean, it was not, not to sound, not to get up on my high horse, but it was just like kid trash. It was lowest common denominator jokes. Like it wasn't clever. Like, like the Adams family oh. movies from the nineties were like, it was just the obvious jokes. I, I was a big fan of the fucking black and white TV show because it used to play yeah. on, on Nick at Night. And I thought that one was great. And then uh, the, the 91 one, just the casting was fucking dead on for every, like just perfect for everybody. So I'd yeah. be curious to see who they get because I don't know if someone's going to top Raul Julia's Gomez. Yeah, he set he set quite the standard because it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, like Raul Julia. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, uh-huh. Angelica Houston. Yes. And uh, yeah, Christina Ricci, like popping up as a kid. Christina Ricci's Wednesday was like my first cinematic crush as a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, especially in Adam's family values. Yes. Like she, yeah. When they yeah. go to the summer camp, she's got like the, the, the Indian outfit on and shit. And she's, yeah. Oh man. And then Joan Cusack in that movie too. as yeah. like the, the, the killer gold digger. Wow. Yeah, yeah th- those movies were great. They were so great. So yeah, if if Tim Burton can capture some of that and uh, and and make a show, uh, I'll, I'll give it a watch. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's all I got. 
Yeah, I'm tapped out as well. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go our respective ways and take a nap. Um, if you folks out there want to let us know what you thought of this or anything else, um, you know, go check out our Kickstarter as well. Let us know what you think of that. Give us some suggestions. Um, if you have any good ideas for reward tiers, but, uh, you can email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplore pod. You can also call us at 916 916- orc turd that is o-r-c-t-u-r-d like the turd from an orc um and leave us a voicemail we will play it and respond to it and love you forever not that we don't already do that loving you forever that is yeah but uh speak for yourself (laughs) there's a couple of assholes that listen up no i'm just kidding you know who you are but yeah if you enjoyed the show uh stop by apple podcasts or uh podchaser um, I guess Spot- is it Apple Podcasts or is it iTunes? I I don't know. They changed it. Uh, I thought they changed it a while ago from iTunes to uh, Apple Podcast, and then that's I, what I thought too. Like I don't know, fucking. I don't keep up with whatever the fuck Apple's doing. <laughs> I'd like them to go away. I'd like them to just be like, you know what, we're done with this whole podcast thing. Someone else take it over. Because yeah. uh, someone who cares. Yeah, because it's just a pain in the ass to deal with them. But uh, anyway, go there and give us a five star rating. <laughs> please uh uh we've got uh we got merch at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com but if you want to spend money to support us do it on the kickstarter because i want that thing to become real it would also be cool to see someone walking around with one of our t-shirts on but uh uh, i i want this comic to uh get in the hands of many and make them happy yeah the comic book or original art or prints or whatever is Definitely a lot cooler than a t-shirt. I put it out on, on Twitter that, uh, like we have tiers for custom illustrations. Like it's like 60 bucks to get a comic and some stickers and a pin and have John draw you whatever you want him to draw you, which is a pretty solid price for a commission. And you get a cool comic book and get and support it getting made. And, uh, for 30 bucks, I'll draw you something and it'll stink, but I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, and, and you, you, we got one of those backers before we got one for me. It, yeah, I, I hope they don't think they're getting your art. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's their fault. I hope they read, they read I, what I did was hear, there. I did hear from uh, from somebody I know, from Angelina's dad, that he 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 backed on that level. So he's going to... Yeah, I saw two people now. All right. So you got, you got some work ahead of you there, Johnny. I'm okay with it. Hopefully a lot more. Yeah, I haven't checked all day. I... I I'm I'm gonna try not to make that like my another Facebook or Instagram where I check every time I have a like a down moment. Yeah. Um okay. See you later. Bye. <laughs>